Welcome to Divine Downloads. I'm your host and spiritual mentor, Cassandra Bodzak, and today we are diving into emotional regulation and how it affects your peace, your happiness, and your manifestations. So if you're someone that has had some questions about the difference between law of attraction, positive thinking, Abraham Hicks, verse, emotionally processing, honoring your shadow, what's coming up, what is spiritual bypassing, and more importantly, you know, what are some really grounded tools that I can use to help me not avoid my emotions, but also not be completely taken out by my emotions. And um, I think it's going to be a really juicy episode. Before we even dive in, I want to let you know that every once in a while when I pop on and I do these solo casts, they are usually generated by topics from my Instagram audience, my newsletter audience, my clients. Um, so if you ever have something where you're like, man, I would love to just hear Cassandra riff on this or answer this question on the podcast, feel free. Um, email us at assistantatcassandrabodzak.com. Feel free if you're watching this on YouTube, you could leave it in the comments, um, DM, whatnot, get it at me. I love collecting a list of them so that as we do solo casts, I'm answering some of your questions and diving deep into the topics that matter to you. And that's how today's solo cast came about. I was with my Creative Hours group, which is a group that meets every Wednesday for an hour and a half from 9 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. a.m., not p.m. That would be a lot longer than an hour and a half um, Pacific time. And we show up and we do do some light coaching and roundtable of accountability. What are we working on if we're having blocks? Um, and then we do two 30-minute sprints together as well. So the group is filled with a lot of um, uh, entrepreneurs, writers, authors, um, really wanting some dedicated time to either show up to write their own blog posts, do content creation, write their first book. So if that's something that you feel called to in this new year, if you're like, I would love to be a part of a creative community and have some, you know, spot coaching from yours truly, check out the link below. You can fill out a link and uh, still apply to join us. So I asked the group, you know, what are the topics that they would love to just hear me riff on for a solo cast and what came up around emotional regulation was about the kind of dichotomy of either going full on and kind of emotionally indulging and letting it take you out of life entirely so that you're not you're not in the game at all right and that can look like one just like indulging your emotions past a point of it being productive it could look like numbing your emotions and therefore all of your energy and your focus is actually going to different debatably healthy coping mechanisms around your emotions. And then the flip side is also dissociating from your emotions, putting them down, not being willing to feel them. And that can look like a bunch of different things. It can be 
you know, through just focusing on work and it could be the spiritual version of that. Sometimes it's like, well, I'm just going to throw on some affirmations over it. Um, and I think it's a really juicy topic for us to dive into today because emotional regulation is so core, so essential to manifesting our dreams and goals and visions. It's also very paramount to our own happiness and peace, right? Um, and I find that as we're evolving spiritually and we're evolving in, in our manifestation structure, I would say, emotional regulation is more important than ever. In fact, I think the daily work of manifestation is intertwined into our emotional regulation. And let me explain this. And I want to kind of share with you what I believe is kind of the, the middle path between these two of acknowledging our emotions, acknowledging our feelings, looking at what they're trying to tell us, and then, you know, showing up for them in whatever way we need to. And then having that re-anchor us actually in the energy and the vibration that we want to be moving forward. So let's start off with overindulging emotions, okay? I, <laughs> I have done everything on this spectrum, so I don't want you to feel any shame if you are like, oh gosh, that's me. Literally, I have done almost, <laughs> there's going to be more stuff that I've done that we've talked about that I haven't done, right? So let's, I'll just use myself as an example. I'll throw myself out <laughs> um, on the road here, so to speak. So let's start with emotional indulgence. Emotional indulgence is, for example, I remember one of the things I would love to indulge myself in was after a breakup, right? I mean, I could spend weeks moping around after a breakup in my early 20s. And I'll never forget that I heard, I think I read in an article at the time, Jennifer Aniston's yoga teacher <laughs> was talking about how Jen, uh, I don't even remember who it was at this point, but was, you know, at one point was going through a breakup. And she said, you get like three days, you get three days to be like mopey and sad and eat your ice cream and throw your pity party and ba -da -da -da, and then you got to start moving again. Then you got to get back into the groove. And I love that. I really love that. It really spoke to me because I think, well, I don't think there's like, you only get three days or you only get that. And I could talk to you about grief, which is like a whole different thing. But for the sake of this, we're going to table grief because I think that's like a whole different thing, although there are some lessons you can learn. But like for breakups, for disappointments, for going through a funk, for, you know, let's just say things that are kind of coming up and will come up in life, right? I think it's really healthy to have kind of this this sacred container of like, I'm going to let myself feel this, but also have that container have a beginning and an ending. And so that was kind of when I was first introduced to that concept of not 
allowing myself to linger. And these days you may have, if you follow me on Instagram or you followed me for a bit, you know one of the things that I'm constantly reminding myself and reminding my audience and clients of is that a bad hour doesn't need to be a bad day. A bad morning doesn't need to be a bad day, right? And the finessing of our emotional regulation really flavors the quality of our life, the, you know, the overall frequency and vibration that we put out into the universe and, and how our life feels, our day feels, right? Um, and so we don't have to let, there's obviously like a sliding scale, of course, of different things that might happen to us, but just because we snoozed and showed up late to our Pilates class or didn't like the teacher or got that really stressful bill this morning or had to deal with an annoying text messenger, um, whatever it is, right? It doesn't have to, like it gets to take as much of our energy as we give to it, right? And the world will constantly be throwing different things our way and we decide how much we're going to linger on whatever it is, right? So even with something like a breakup, and I'm not saying you have to do like Mandy Hale's like three-day Jennifer Aniston thing, but it is this concept of really saying, I'm going to allow this time to feel my feelings and also be proactive in discovering what my feelings are trying to tell me moving or transforming that in whatever way I need to in this moment, and then taking the next aligned action in my day. So we have these contrasting, I think, theories where there's this one, this one angle of the emotional indulgence, which I think happens, you know, earlier on our spiritual path or um, for a lot of us at least. And, and where we can really linger in the victimhood, we can linger in the sadness, we can feel our feelings almost, you know, like to the point of self-indulgence is where that, that adjective description comes from, right? And then there's like the polar opposite extreme that is also not particularly helpful is you just pretend like you're not hurt, you're not upset, like, and especially for bigger things that come up, right, where maybe it's something with a family member, maybe it is a breakup, maybe it's a job loss, maybe it's being skipped over for a promotion, right? We're dealing with a very, a thing that is bringing up some emotion and feelings in us, and then we try to just, you know, I've had, you know, friends, people on this path that won't even speak about it to close friends because they don't want to perpetuate that energy, which I understand and I respect to a certain degree, but there has to be some level of sacred container. If you are not yourself looking at it, if you're not saying, wow, this emotion is coming up, what is that trying to tell me? What's going on here? If you're not being there for yourself and then moving through it, for sure, move through it, get to the other side, restore trust, restore faith, come back to a place of love, abundance, right? 
all of that stuff, great. Also very unhealthy, right, for us to just push things down. And then like I often describe it as it's like if you bake a really bad cupcake, you like when we're just like throwing like affirmations or we're speaking positively, but what's inside is actually, you know, bringing up some difficult emotions for us. It's like we're putting pink icing on like a poop cupcake, right? And you're never going to make a good cupcake out of throwing pink icing on a poop cake, right? We have to go back and remake that cake. We have to transform the cake. We have to acknowledge we that the cake is not <laughs> great right now. So let's work on that foundation and then we can worry about the icing and all that jazz. But if the foundation is is not there, then what's the point? It's similar to when we're talking about manifesting, when we're talking about law of attraction, it's like you're not fooling anyone if you're painting over your real feelings with affirmations or speaking positively. Yes, um, are there going to be some instances where you speaking positively and you doing affirmations are going to help raise your vibration and help you move past the thing? For sure. If you get an annoying email, if you get, I don't know, someone, like some, a lot of minor triggers, you'll be able to move through by simply just doing that, by like refocusing on the truth of what is, refocusing on the higher vibration. But what we're talking about when it comes to emotional regulation is things that cut a little bit deeper, right? Things that, you know, you're triggered because like your friend, you know, threw a party and didn't invite you or you're triggered because like I said, like got into a big fight with your partner or you're triggered because, you know, maybe someone that you love is ill, right? We have different things coming up or you're seeing something on the news, right? That's really disturbing and really tragic and you have feelings about it and you're allowed to have feelings about it because we are here in this earthly incarnation to feel things. So an example of how I think is a powerful way to move through this and to help you to help you honor what's coming up, use all of the the feelings, the emotions, the triggers, the things that you are moving through in this beautiful human life of yours um, that are meant to serve you to grow on your soul's path, right? And alchemize them so that you can come out the other side and you've actually processed that emotion. You've actually alchemized that em emotion and you didn't just hide it under the rug. And so... Um, one of the things that I like to remind people of uh, when they're my clients or in Divinely Design Your Life is that when we set a goal, when we set a manifestation desire, when we like, you know, throw our name in the sand and we say, this is the year I'm going to make a million dollars. This is the year I get married. This is the year I buy the house. This is the year I move across country, whatever it is, right? We throw that flag in the sand, so to speak. A lot of how our spiritual evolution and the manifestation journey go is that the things that are blocking our way to the ultimate thing that we desire will start showing themselves, right? And 
in this moment, when we're able to look at them and acknowledge them and move through them powerfully, we actually get further and further along our manifestation journey, right? So the more that we're able to see the things that trigger us, for example, in many relationships, right? The more I was able to acknowledge what was triggering me in that romantic relationship and feel my feelings, learn my lesson, you know, transmute it, move through it, even if I had to do it multiple times on the same lesson, multiple times on the same lesson, right? Some things are really in, in you know, inside of us that we really need to purge and we really need to reprogram. And so our feelings and a lot of our emotional triggers are there for us to clear the path. And I know that every time I cleared that path in different romantic relationships, it was getting me closer to my husband. It was getting me closer to that. Same thing with with business, right? Every time I cleared fears and I cleared things that were coming up in my business, it was also expediting my manifestation path to the goals, dreams, and desires that I had for my business. So I think um, this is a process that we should all be comfortable with, that we should find our flow and find our rhythm in it because it's just such an integral part about being a spiritual being on a growth experience, you know, here to really bring their desires and dreams into reality. And so for instance, let's just like walk through a potential scenario. Something emotionally triggers you. Let's say the guy that you're dating cancels a date last minute. Or let's say a really close friend cancels an important, you know, date with you last minute, depending on whatever you relate to the most, right? Something happens and it's disappointing. And immediately you're like, you go into like your emotional story. You go into the like, ah, oh, Nothing ever works out for me. I'm not important, clearly. Man, another boring night. I was really looking forward to this. I can't believe this happened again. Maybe they don't think I'm cool enough. Maybe, you know, they're not interested. Maybe they don't want to be my friend, right? And go into the little spiral. And then we have an option. Once that, once that happens, oftentimes, you know, an external stimulus comes in, causes an emotional reaction in us. And it's it's pretty just like organic. It's there, right? But then once we have that reaction, now we have choices. Now it brings up to our conscious awareness when we're looking at the thoughts, when we're looking at the feelings that are coming up. As soon as you're feeling funky on any level, you know that there is something to look at. You're being triggered. Congratulations. There's some juicy spiritual work for you to do. <laughs> and so you're feeling funky. Let's look at what's coming up. Hmm. Well, what's coming up for me is that I, you know, I'm being triggered around, you know, my belonging or my lovability or my worthiness or whatever it is or my abandonment. Okay. What thoughts and feelings am I making real right now? Well, I'm making it real that whoever it is doesn't think I'm good enough for their night or whoever it is, you know, wasn't really looking forward to hanging out with me. And then I'm making it even bigger than that. Like this always happens. Like 
no one thinks I'm cool to hang out with, no one, you know, whatever. And right there, I think that's the first step to emotionally regulating. It's just acknowledging what you're feeling, calling the spade a spade, bringing it from the unconscious to the conscious, and being willing to acknowledge it, right? Think about, we can do this for ourselves, but think about how powerful this is when you have a friend or someone you care about do this for you. When you're like, oh, can you believe I got this bill for this? And they had the the audacity to whatever. And someone just is able to look at that and to to hear you, to listen to you, to be with you in that moment and say, wow, I hear that you're really frustrated about that. I hear that that's really triggering money anxiety with you and that it feels really unfair and I totally understand, right? Something as simple as that makes you seem seen, validated in your experience, and they're not making you wrong. They're not saying, well, looks like someone didn't listen to her Abraham Hicks this morning. (laughs) Well, looks like someone is still dealing with money blocks, right? How like helpful is that in those situations? Not at all. Because if you haven't acknowledged compassionately how you're feeling, validated why you're feeling that way, right? Then we haven't allowed, we haven't given ourselves that love and that compassion that's going to help us ultimately transmute it and get to the other side because we're not the enemy here, right? We're just clearing, we're just clearing on our, our soul's journey's path, right? So we first do that. And once again, you can do this for yourself. It's just in that moment, right? Where maybe you're, you know, you're walking your dog in the morning after, you know, being awoken by, you know, some text messages about someone wanting something from you and you're triggered, right? And it's just taking that moment by yourself to silently say in your head, or you could say it out loud if you want to, I get it. You're really triggered right now because that person texted you about something at 6 a.m. And and now you feel like your whole day has to be reorganized just to like put out that fire. And you had all this other stuff you wanted to do. And that's really annoying. And I see you. And I get why you're feeling the way you're feeling, right? So we now have given that acknowledgement, that love, that compassion, and that acceptance. The next step is is to look at, okay, what is coming up for me here? And what is the best way for me to shift this? So this is going to be different for everyone. Um, One of my favorite tools for this is tapping right? It's tapping it out, doing EFT tapping. If you follow me on YouTube or you've been in any of my programs, you know about tapping. Um, And if you haven't, then you could literally put, you know, go to my YouTube channel, Cassandra Bozak TV. I have a whole tapping playlist. So for instance, if you're feeling like, you're feeling overwhelmed, we'll go with that. Someone just texted you all the stuff they want you to do at six in the morning you're waking up and you had all these other things planned that you wanted to do, but now you feel like you've been given this agenda, right? And your hands are tied behind your back and you're 
triggered and frustrated. Um, you are, okay, you can take that moment and start tapping and tapping, you know, on your karate chop point and just saying, I am feeling so overwhelmed right now because I had this whole day planned and then I woke up to these text messages, right? And you tap through your feelings and you talk it out and you start letting it, letting it air out. And then at some point it turns the tide. And you start saying, well, but I know the truth is that I actually get to do what I want today. And I know the truth is, is that I actually have the power to text this person back and say, hey, I got a pretty packed day. I'll make sure um, I'll get this to you uh, tomorrow or at the end of the day or whatever it may be, right? And maybe through that tapping session, you realize wow, this is actually just a lesson in me setting boundaries and reclaiming my power. And the reason I had such an emotional reaction to it was because there was a growth opportunity here, right? And I could, I could rearrange my day. I could stay stuck in my funky feelings and, you know, continue this pattern. Or I had this opportunity to really utilize this to grow, to set a firm boundary, to claim my time. Or, and I'm not saying that has to be the outcome. Sometimes the outcome might be, I know for me in my experience sometimes, for things like that, it's like, hey, like, let's not make a big deal of this. We don't need to make a big deal of this. Yes, I see you. I validate you. You're every right to be frustrated. But wouldn't it just feel good if you just like shoot that email off get that done with, and then you can get back to everything you need to get done that day. There's no like black or white right answer to, you know, whatever thing is coming up. The The magic in it and the, the expansion, what ultimately leads to us being more magnetic and manifesting faster is that for instance, so let's say I had set a career manifestation goal in that case that was like, I'm ready to double my income. I'm ready to expand my business in X, Y, and Z way, whatever it is, right? And then a trigger like that came up. Well, what's coming up is it's like a detox process. It's showing me the ways that I still have blocks to really stepping into the full vibration and frequency and version of me that already has what I want. Because chances are, if I'm struggling, if I'm getting emotionally thrown way off course by someone sending me an early morning text message and asking something of me, and I haven't already distilled in myself the natural process of either being like, you know what, let me just get it done and like move on with my life and not make a big thing. Or let me just set a boundary and get it to them tomorrow because I have other stuff going on today. That that might be a useful thing for me to have in my toolbox when my business doubles, right? So oftentimes these things that come up that we need to use our emotional regulation toolbox with are actually leading us towards our manifestation. Not to mention anything that you alchemize emotionally, right, and you get to that other side of it, will bring you peace. Like the, not the, yeah, the aligned response 
will bring you peace, right? So if the aligned response is to just shoot off a text message, you might feel anxious in the moment if you're not familiar setting boundaries, but ultimately it's gonna bring you peace, right? And you're gonna be like, next time, I'm just gonna do that, right? Next time, I'm not even gonna let it ruin my morning dog walk, <laughs> right? And you get better and better and better at that. I remember, you know, even throughout my 20s, you know, dealing with different breakups and disappointments uh, in romantic relationships, like every time I did it, but I showed up for it and I alchemized and I really looked at it and I looked at what was coming up, right? And I did the work. Each breakup time, my bounce back time was faster and faster and faster because I was emotionally regulating as I went. And so I was rewiring a lot of those patterns and shifting my vibration and shifting my energy in that area at all. And it really, at, at the baseline, it makes for a much smoother, more joyful existence. So tapping is just one way to help alchemize and emotionally regulate and shift your energy really fast. It doesn't even have to be like something like tapping Butterflying, for those of you that have done any of my programs, um, which helps regulate our vagus nerve and shift our nervous system, or meditating, right? Sometimes in that moment, if you're feeling a strong emotional trigger, meditating, unless you're a very experienced meditator, might not be the fastest shifter. That's why I love tapping and the physicality of it. But it can even be something as simple as journaling or speaking out loud um, to yourself. And in fact, the other day, I was just talking about this on my Instagram stories because I had like such a great day of filming planned and all this stuff game planned out and our power went out all day. And it was like a maintenance power outage. It was like, I had no idea. They didn't warn me about it. And I was, you know, man, this was like an important day for me to get stuff done. And I ended up having to like go to a coffee shop to do work and wasn't able to do any of my filming. And when I got to the coffee shop, I shared that I, before I did anything, before I dove into that, you know, whatever busy work I was going to try to get done to salvage the day, <laughs> I had to journal. I had to journal just for five or so minutes. It wasn't a big thing. And I think that's the, one of the important things I want to remind you with this podcast is that emotional regulation doesn't have to be a project. It could be something that just takes you five minutes when you notice you're off course. And again, I knew I was emotionally unregulated because I was pissed. I was pissed. I was frustrated. I had a lot of stuff coming up because I was just you know, I value my time a lot. My schedule is pretty packed and I was looking forward to having a full day to really, you know, bulk film a bunch of stuff. And so I had to totally shift gears, rework everything. Um, and it definitely affected like what I'm able to get done this week. <laughs> so before I dove straight into work, I wanted to just show up, acknowledge how I was feeling validate how I was feeling, and then alchemize it. So through my journaling process, I didn't know what the other side was going to look like, but I knew I needed to take those few minutes just to journal about how I was feeling, let it be seen, let it come out, 
right? And then eventually through acknowledging how I was feeling, validating how I was feeling, I don't even think it took five minutes, honestly. I was like, I I could see myself, I was already starting to write things that were getting me to the other side. And I was able to just say, hey, you know what? Trust in the divine order of things. Maybe you weren't meant to do that today. Hey, it's not a big deal. How can we enjoy these circumstances? Can we enjoy that we get to do some workout in the fresh air today? Can we, you know, accept that it, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world that you didn't get all the things you hope to get done today and you'll figure out how to make it up tomorrow and the next day and whatever, right? And I was able to self-soothe and emotionally shift myself to a place of neutrality. So it's not always about coming to some like incredible mystical epiphany. (laughs) It really is just getting yourself back to an emotionally neutral place. So I went from being more triggered to being like, okay, this is what it is. And so what can I get done here at the coffee shop right now, right? And that is more of a position of power. One, because now we're ba- we've brought ourselves back in the present. When we're emotionally unregulated, we are connected to the past that we can't change. Or a present reality sometimes that we can't change, but we're fighting it. We're in resistance to the present reality when we're not emotionally regulated. And therefore, if we're using all of our energy resisting the current reality, we can't use that energy to move forward, to get the next aligned action, to focus on what we can do, right? To be in surrender and trust of the flow of whatever is coming up and then just take the next right action, move it along, right? But we're moving it along, not in a bypassing way. We're moving it along through going through the emotion, going through the feeling, looking at it, taking that time to either journal about it or sometimes Like I said, I can even just do it in my head. I can go for a walk and maybe speak out loud, put my headphones on and be like, okay, I hear that you're feeling this. You know, I coach myself. I hear that you're feeling this and this right now. Okay, that's coming up. All right, well, what might that be alerting you to look into? Wow, okay, I'm realizing that you're really, uh, you know, I'm triggered about this right now because of a financial thing. Okay, well, you know, in the past, and sometimes you are able to just work it out in your head, which what you're doing when you're working it out in your head is you're creating new neural pathways. Instead of just accepting like A happens, I feel B, right? This thing happened and I got really triggered. And that's just how it is. And I'm allowed to be triggered because that thing triggers me, right? I think again, on the other side of the, the spectrum is that on one hand, we've pushed ourselves so much with the positive thinking, positive thinking, positive speaking. And then on the other hand, we're all walking around, you know, kind of claiming our triggers and claiming our trauma, which there's nothing wrong with if we're not using it as an excuse to emotionally adult. Well, I'm just really triggered right now because, you know, in seventh grade, you know, Jimmy stole my cupcakes at recess. And when you borrowed, you know, (laughs) I don't even know, when you borrowed my hat the other day and didn't give it back right away, I was really triggered that, you know, (laughs) 
<laughs> you were like Jimmy from seventh grade, right? And I'm I'm laughing as I'm saying it, but you, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you understand that what I'm speaking of in the culture, where it's like we we wear our triggers like a badge of honor, and and it's one thing to be aware and conscious and to acknowledge, okay, I'm feeling this way because of X, Y, and Z that happened with my mom, or I'm feeling this way because of that one time in seventh grade with Jimmy at the playground. Um, But then we need to keep moving through it. We can't let that keep us in the emotional indulgence, right? It's to say, okay, I know I'm feeling this way because of that, but the truth is Jimmy's not stealing my cupcakes in this moment. My mom isn't smacking me in this moment. Whatever it is, isn't happening in this moment, right? And and obviously if it's from like a deeper traumatic event, then there may be bigger work for you to need to do. There may be a call to a therapist. There may be, you know, you doing some of the bilateral reprogramming or the butterflying or some of the the deeper things to sit with it and to help move through that trigger, right? And you should, that those are really important energetic investments. What we're talking about on this podcast right now is more of those like day-to-day things, Right where, yeah, maybe depending on the level of trigger will depend, like, can I just journal this out, right? Yes, was I triggered by the power outage? Did it bring up, like, a lot of deep stuff for me? No, (laughs) right? So it was easy for me to get to the other side of it in a five-minute journaling session. Something else that came up that brought up more, again, I might have to give it a little bit more time. I might need 15 minutes of tapping. I might journal and then tap, right? Um, But when we show up for this stuff in real time, and also I want to give this caveat. I feel like, wow, I didn't even think this episode would go this long, but clearly I have a lot to say. Um, And I really do believe that this is like the core of our manifestation experience because we talk and talk about vibration and frequency and clearing our blocks, right? But what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? It looks like emotional regulation, right? Emotional regulation is so foundational to our manifestation path. But going back to that caveat I was talking about, there are obviously, and I want to acknowledge this, there are obviously sometimes situations you're in in life, professionally or otherwise, right, where you cannot always take that time to do the tapping or do the journaling or whatever. Like maybe you're in the middle of a meeting. <clears throat> maybe you have to like go on stage and give a speech. I can't even tell you the things I've done like after being triggered, right? And in those moments, what I think it is to do is, one, you get to acknowledge it, you get to validate it, and just like you would with a close friend, you get to make a date for talking about it later. So mentally, if I'm going into, let's say, a client session, and let's say something has triggered me, so let's just use that yesterday's example, which luckily I didn't have any clients yesterday because it was a filming day, but if I had clients, I would have been triggered had to like take it at an unideal location or whatever, right? But then obviously I don't want to bring that energy into the client session, right? That's not appropriate of me. So if I don't have the time to do it beforehand, what can also help emotionally regulate you for the time being is just saying like, all right, Cass, you know, 
I see you. I get you. This is frustrating. And you know what? We have two clients. So, you know, at 5 p.m., we're going to spend some time. We're going to journal about it. We're going to tap it out. But right now, let's just focus on the clients, right? And I know that might sound like kind of nuts in a way, but your nervous system, even in that like rescheduling of dealing with your emotions, will feel seen and soothed. Because you're not saying like, okay, we don't have time for this, okay? You're not like yelling at yourself like a little child misbehaving. We don't have time for this. We got to do work. We got to do that. No, you're saying like, I see you. I hear you. And let's make a date for this evening. And I'm going to really allow myself to feel into you. And I'm going to look at this and we're going to move through this together, right? And so even that kind of rain check energy will soothe your nervous system enough for you to be present fully in whatever task you have ahead of you. Um, So that's a little hack. And often even with some of my clients that are moving through, you know, bigger things like big breakups or a loved one who's sick, right? I often say, find a time in your schedule where you know you can just be with your feelings. And if you know, like when I when I was really deep in grief with my grandma, and obviously I was still working and I still had other things going on, um, the fact that I knew that like at, you know, 8 p.m. after dinner, and it usually was after dinner for me, I would do my channel journaling with her. I would take a shower. I would let myself cry if I needed to cry that day, right? It helped me powerfully move through the day more emotionally regulated. It's not foolproof. Of course, we're humans and deep stuff is going to come up sometimes. But for the most part, because I always knew that there was a safe space that was coming that evening that was able to help regulate me for the day. Um, so that's a little hack too, as well. If you're like, well, cause you have a really indulgent life that every time you feel funky, you can just stop and tap for 15 minutes or journal for 10 minutes or whatever. Um, that is also a possibility. And, you know, that being said, I do think the more that you get into the pattern of just noticing when you're dysregulated acknowledging, validating, moving through it, doing whatever you need to do, whipping out whatever tool in your toolbox you need in that moment, whether it's the tapping, whether it's the meditation, whether it's saying a prayer, whether it's journaling, right? Whatever it is in that moment, it will take less and less time to get you back on track, right? And for those of you that are like, well, Cass, that's great, but I really believe in the, you know, our words are wands and the power of manifestation. And I don't want to go blabbing about a negative spiral that I don't want to, you know, perpetuate energetically. If you take these five minutes to yourself to do it, I would say nine out of 10 times, you won't necessarily need to share it with anyone or speak about it. Um, because you will have processed it yourself. 
And I find oftentimes it's the things that we talk to other people about a lot is the stuff that we haven't spent the time ourselves processing, right? So if we've looked into like, oh, okay, and here, I hope that you have some spiritual girlfriends or if you're working with a coach or a therapist, they these are the safe people for you to process, right? And there are times and hopefully you know, and if not, you'll learn by trial and error, there are certain people in your life that are going to be safe oasises for this kind of processing, right? So for sure, a therapist or a coach. If you, you know, you come to them, they're going to acknowledge how you're feeling, validate your experience, and then help you process it to the other side um, in a way that's, you know, productive and, and beneficial to you. If you have a trusted friend that's on the spiritual path that can hold that space for you, right, then absolutely, sometimes that can be a more powerful, some of us process way better using our throat chakra, right, and being able to get that feedback and being able to actually hear that. So there's, that's a total possibility for the experience as long as you know that that friend is going to hold that space and not go too far down the validating emotional indulgence pathway, right? You don't want, if you're triggered because, <clears throat> you know, whatever, you got passed over for another promotion and you talk to your friend and they're like, I totally get that. Like, of course, like it makes so much sense that you would be so upset by that. And it's really frustrating. Um, but then they keep on going on, you know, well, I know Lindsay got passed over for a, a promotion and Anne did. And maybe like, you know, all of us are just getting better or whatever, right? You know what I mean? You know when someone is going to be energetically beneficial to processing something with you, right? Um and there's a very sweet spot for that. That's why oftentimes, I'll be honest, I like to process a lot of stuff by myself um, because oftentimes there's something that we're going to come to, a conclusion that we're going to come to that's so highly personalized that we can almost not really expect anyone else to come to it, right? Like, of course, if I called anyone up and I'm like, can you believe my power is out from 9.30 to 5 p.m. on a day where I had all this filming to do and all this stuff planned, and now I'm working out of a coffee shop and I have to rearrange my whole schedule, of course, like, I mean, I don't think there's not too many people in my life that wouldn't be like, that totally stinks, right? I totally get what you're feeling frustrated, right? But in that moment, commiserating about it wasn't going to be helpful, it was going to be helpful was me witnessing my emotions, processing, getting through the other side and focusing on, okay, well, now I'm back in the present. I've honored how I'm feeling. And the reality is I'm at a coffee shop right now and I'm not going to film anything today because I don't have access to my lights or my thing or anything. So what do we get to do with this current reality? What is the next line step? And that is the goal. That is the goal with emotional regulation because once you get to the other side of it and you're no longer in that hot spot, that's when you can tap into the next aligned action. Because when we don't emotionally regulate, then we just stay blocked. 
then we allow ourselves to just linger in the trigger, in the block, in the emotion, in whatever it is. And even I would say, like, for instance, let's say it is like you're dealing with something heavier, like you're dealing with like, we'll say my grandmother's grief, um, or even a breakup or something like that. That's that's a little bit heavier than just the a power outage or a annoying email or text messages or whatever. <clears throat> Processing the emotion and getting to the other side can sometimes, you know, lead to the aligned action that says, you know what? Go to the beach. Why don't you go to the beach and meditate? Nothing's getting done today anyway. Right? Can sometimes lead to, you know what you really need? You need to just take a bath and read that spiritual text right now. So it's not always like, oh, I got to get back to work as usual, right? Sometimes it is, right? It helps us just keep on, keep on keeping on. But if there is something that's actually a beneficial activity, right? Or maybe it's like, you know, it's going to feel really good tonight. Call up your girlfriend, go see a movie. That's what's going to help you, right? Our intuition will guide us along that path of emotional regulation and get us back into that place, that place that we want to be in, that place of peacefulness, that place of contentment, that place of being so present in reality that we are constantly connected to our next aligned action. And so that's it. I mean, that's, I mean, God, I could talk about this probably for another two hours. Honestly, there's so much to say and feel free, you know, like I said, like DM, comment, email us if there are follow-up questions that you have, but I can't stress it enough. I think this is maybe not like the sexy part of manifesting, but this is integral. It's integral to our experience on this journey. Um, and, and the more that we build these tools, the more that we get into the flow and we try different things, right? Play around with journaling. And maybe you're like, wow, journaling worked for Cass. I don't really like it. I like talking to my guides out loud. I like tapping, whatever it is, right? I like dancing. Find your ways, but, but, but do it, right? But be an active participant in it. And I think you'll be blown away by what's possible when you get into just the flow of regulating your emotions and it just blows the gate off what you can manifest and how you move through your life and your joy and experience right now in the present moment, which is just making you more magnetic for anything that you want to call in and anything you desire. So thank you for listening to the solo cast. If you've got ideas for future solo casts, I want to hear it. Email assistantatcassandrabodzak.com. If you want to join my Creative Hours group, I'll put the link below. I'll also put the link if you want to deep dive into a one-on-one 90-minute session with me on anything that you're manifesting in your life or feel blocked around. Those sessions are super powerful, and I love diving deep with you. And, of course, if you loved hearing about the tools and you want your own personal manifestation toolbox, definitely check out Divinely Design Your Life, my signature manifestation program. It has all the tools and many more that we talked about on the podcast here today. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a subscriber and feel free to pass this to potentially your emotional regulation manifestation running buddy of a friend and you guys can hold each other through this process. Until next time. Mwah.